Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the 120, I am stalling, I am stalling, seventh episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and this is the season one finale of The Bad Batch Bitches. For I am not alone. I am not the only bitch. We are the bitches four. I am joined by Joseph George. What is that, homie? I, bitch Joe George, am here as well. Glad to be checking in. That is one bad batch, bitch. I am also joined by Miles Buttress. What's up, homie? Uh, I'm happy to be bitch number three of the bitches four. I'm happy to be here. The bitches four. I can't believe I came up with that on the spot. That was I, that was that was my favorite part of what you've. I think that might be my f- second favorite thing we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Slotted right behind "Control Me, Daddy," and bitch four of the bitches four. Kyler Barnett, KBZ. What is up, homie? Not much. Let's talk about this season one finale of The Bad Batch, titled Camino Lost, written by Jennifer Corbett. Uh, I mean, I am satisfied. Uh, I, beyond it, even. Uh, if you play this back-to-back with part one of the finale, which is, it, they make it clear, this is part two of two, this isn't meant to be viewed in and of itself. In and of itself, it may be underwhelming as the last week for a finale, I think. But in conjunction, it's a solid finale. Like, more than that. It has everything that makes Star Wars Star Wars. We got a droid sacrifice. We've got an Imperial who's just an Imperial, apparently. You got Joe being totally 100% right as taking their baby pods as vehicles to escape. I I literally fucking believe it. Dude, Joe joked last week on the podcast that they would jump in their baby pods and use them as vehicles. And then they fucking jumped in their baby pods and used them as vehicles. I love that we have no other name for these besides baby pods. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have to be right about Ultron now. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll let that, that one slide. Okay. I'll, I'm just letting you guys know, like, I'm releasing little bits of knowledge at a time. Even, I do it in a joking manner, so, like, it seems yeah, that yeah. I don't know it, but uh, whatever. Whatever, I know. But the one thing I do have, a, like, against this episode, if I have anything, would be, is, like, we started season one, and we ended the first episode. That first episode was phenomenal. Everyone was like, wow. I don't know. I wasn't expecting it from the first episode out of the series. I'm like, wow, that was great. And we ended with, you know, the split of, you know, Crosshair and the Bad Batch. And, you know, it. and now at the end of the season. We are in the exact same spot. We literally are in the same exact spot. Maybe Crosshair's thinking about it a little bit more. 
but like we're in the same spot. Like nothing has really wise, changed. We're in the same spot. I oh, think there's this a lot season, of shit that's gone down in this season. This season was just to introduce the characters and have a good season of Star Wars, and I'm okay with that. Like, I think that's just what this season was. Like, we started and ended with what we got, and I'm okay with that. I loved waking up, you know, Friday mornings and just watching these as cartoons. Sheesh! Sorry. The light and hitting Kyla right now. I mean, god damn. Always glistening over there. <laughs> but no, Joe, you're absolutely right. I think, uh, I think that, I mean, mostly you're right. I do think that we have gained a, and like you said, it was for the characters. We gained a deeper appreciation of everybody involved. Kyler, what's up? What I want to say is like, while we may, like, I get what Joe's saying a little bit about the care, like, the characters and, like, their plots. Like, there's still lots of room and not much has changed, like, especially in the crosshair thing. Like, I get what he's coming from. But at the same time, I think what I appreciate so much about this show, like, in terms of what we get, is, like, we're seeing some of the most intriguing things, at least in my opinion, from the Clone War era. Like, we're seeing this stuff transition. This is something, like, I don't ha- like we haven't seen it on you know unfold like on a TV or movie since like Camino like think about that like we saw that in the Attack of the Clones all those years ago and now we just watched it totally fall like it no longer exists like not Nala say is like the only remaining like obviously clones obviously you have clones but like if we're assuming like you're talking about a whole like system just gone like you're talking about community like a whole i suppose some things have changed well and like Uh, my thing is is like understanding that camino falling is essentially like the last building block that propels the empire into like okay we're really getting shit rolling like we we don't know we never knew that like this is all new stuff for me i find that intriguing and i've all i've said this before in the show i love the like or maybe I said this about Clone Wars, but I love, like, the war stuff, like, when it talks about, like, maybe not just strategy, but, like, understanding, like, how this unfolded, like, how these victories take place and, like, what, you know, if I'm making sense. No, absolutely. Like, I remember, like, learning about the purpose of the Separatists, like, yeah. towards the end of the war, just to wreak havoc so that the Empire could take over. These logistics of the galaxy are are a great deal of fun. Uh uh, for a hardcore Star Wars fan. And know? it's like, it's been super interesting watching how fast the Empire took over. Like, I don't know. I don't really think, like, whenever we saw Order 66 in the movies, like, I don't think we really fully under, because, like, we were just focused on freaking Anakin and Obi-Wan, obviously. Well, like, it, we weren't really thinking from, what was going on in the galaxy. It, it shows some Order 66 and then jumps to, like, we get, like, a good, like, three minutes of Order 66 <laughs> and then it jumps to fights between Jedi and Sith. And so we don't really, you know, care anymore about Order 66. That happened, done with, move on. So now we're getting like, oh, hey, the Empire's everywhere across the entire galaxy, and you have to have a chain code now. You have to be numbered. And literally, like, there are clones everywhere, just we're military everywhere. Like, within just, like, seconds, it seems. Like, Like what, uh... 
like what I'll say is like seeing Camino go down like it did by the at the hands of the Empire. Like think about how we've seen them. Like the whole Death Star plot is to literally just reduce planets to fucking nothingness, and we've seen it happen a handful of times. Right? I mean, at least like once or twice, three times. I I don't know the exact number. We've we've seen it though. But, like, to understand that this is kind of the first block to fall for them, like, this was kind of their first, like, uh, fucking shit up experience. Like, I, I yeah, think this was the first of, time they decimated a colony to our knowledge. I, this I was, like, their first victory lap. I think that's pretty fucking cool to, like, learn that. But that's just me. Especially since it's, like I said, Kamina, like, you know, just the gravitas. Well, this is, like, what won them the war. This would go down in history as, like, the last big event yeah that would be yeah. like okay this is when the empire took over yeah that, it, it, it's it's you know yes not a lot has happened kind of continuing on what, what we were talking about um between you know and where the relationships between like the bad batch and like crosshair is since they're still you know split up and that's how we're ending it but we've what we haven't gotten a lot of development there We've gotten a lot of development in seeing, you know, how that interaction's going, you know, actually happening, but then also in seeing a bunch of, st- you know, getting a lot more information on stuff that we've only gotten little tidbits throughout the rest of, you know, whether it be movies, other TV shows, video games, stuff like that, where we've gotten little hints of, you know, project, uh, what's the war mantle? War mantle, stuff like that, little drops in like Rogue One and other stuff where we've gotten little hints of, well, here's what happened. And so we've only been able to, up to this point, just kind of fill in the gaps of, well, we know Camino's clearly no longer there, so something happened to it, but who knows what happened. And I want to build and on that. F- I want to build on that thought process right there about how historically Star Wars has done this very thing where they've planted a small seed and then they're like, y'all know that was important. We will tell that story another time. And I think, like, the the theory that uh, somehow Palpatine returned is a line that set up an entire, uh, an entire fucking line of Star Wars shows, potentially, maybe, if that's what it all ends yeah. up being about. Because, I mean, heading to Mount Tantus at the end of this episode, taking Nala Say, and in Legends... Mount Tantus is where they clone a Jedi. I mean, damn. Like, it feels like that's the route we're headed a little bit. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. To where at the, yeah, at the very least, I don't think, I don't think in, you know, in Mount Tantus at least we'll ever get, you know, here's, you know, a, a, a clone of, of Palpatine that turns into Snoke or whatever. But what we will get is we'll see them clearly working on cloning four sensitive people that will eventually, you know, Palpatine or whoever else will come in and be like, mine, thank you very much. I'm taking this shit to Exegol where I can go fuck, fuck with it and do, do stuff that, that you'll, that you could never even think of because clearly no one knows what's going on in, on Exegol. So it clearly, you know, there's clearly another step between Mount Tantus and then. Exegol, because something has to happen in between that for him to be like, all right, this is far enough where I'm going to take this, keep it top secret so no one has a fucking clue about it, and then whenever I introduce Snoke, everyone's going to be like, who's he? Yeah, this, like, this episode really cleared things up in terms of, like, direction, uh, 
in ways that I I didn't anticipate. Like, uh, it feels like more than ever, that's that's where we're headed. Like, inevitably, yeah. it's answering that question. Somehow, Palpatine somehow Palpatine returned, and I'm I think that's dope. I yeah, no. Dope. So what I think, what I love about that so much is like to me that like any show that Star Wars is gonna like Disney and Star Wars is gonna that's gonna come out that is going to deal with what you're talking about, if that would be the case, if that's where we're headed and these shows, or at least some of them are going to be geared towards answering that question, or even if they're all connected, I mean, that would be fucking sick. But I mean, obviously that, who knows? And I mean, within this timeline to a degree, they have to be. Yeah. But I just think that having that ability, like taking that thread from that movie and then weaving it through these shows to kind of like, just tighten things up and straighten everything out like that can give these shows so much more weight and make all of these things that much better and like that's where i think marvel lacks a little harder there are so many movies and a lot of these characters to an extent now i'm not going to say wanda and vision got a whole lot of love even though they've been in numerous movies but i just think there's a different kind of weight that these star wars shows could carry answering those questions just then again, I don't know. It's hard to say that with what, Loki, what well, just happened in Loki and then also with, like, I, I, you know what? I don't fucking no, know Tyler, shit. I, 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 talk I don't about fucking know Tyler, I, I get what you're saying. but and, and I think a lot of that comes down to because Marvel has done so much better recently, movie-wise, that, that there's okay. obviously So there's more avenue. satisfaction. There's more well, satisfaction. No, 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 no like, that's not what I was going with. I was going oh, more okay. of, like, it, they've done better box office-wise, so there's that avenue of there will still continue to be Marvel movies that will continue to be made. There's not an end to Marvel movies in sight. Whereas Star Wars movies, we've kind of gotten a hard cutoff of it's going to be a bit before we see a, a, a before we see a, a few more Mar- Star Wars. That's movies. A good. Okay. Winter twenty twenty three. So, so the, yeah, it's going to be a couple more years. So the so the TV shows have to carry more weight because this is the only Star Wars content we're getting. Right. Whereas for Marvel. They don't want to overload the TV shows and have them be these just super weighty things where people have to watch them to be able to it understand. It does get overwhelming. Expand I mean, it, like, it, all right, if I want to watch, you know, Shang Chi and fully understand it, I have to watch, you know, twenty three Marvel movies and and eight hours worth, or and, and you know, ten hours worth of, of right. Marvel TV shows. Right. So you no, know, and they, I feel like they've been trying to avoid that. Whereas with Star Wars, they don't have to avoid that, so they can give more weight to these. TV shows. You just you know made what my I, point make so much more sense. Do you know what yeah. I think Dave Filoni and Disney are doing? I think they have this master plan and it's beautiful. It is they're creating this. Yeah. Go ahead. They're they're cre this is just gonna be real quick. They're basically like tying this big, beautiful present together with all these TV shows. They're great individually on their own. They can completely stand alone and we think we have different storylines. But then the ribbon that comes together to tie the present together, Dave Filoni will just, you know, pull it tight. And it's going to be like a moment where all these shows come together and they all link up. And it's like, I think that's what they're doing. Like it, with, with this cloning path and in just like, I think Grogu is the link. Um, I think it just makes sense. The link between um, going any sense at all. It, it, it makes somewhat of sense. Um, we no, don't know where he's been for 50 years, and somehow Snoke exists. I think Rogu's involved in some way if they were already wanting him 
maybe Nalase is the precursor to what's the doctor's name in the Mandalorian? Pershing. Like what if like what yeah, Pershing, Dr. Pershing. Like what Pershing. if Nalase is just the precursor to Pershing? Well and we also like it's they're this, on the same project. We also met this woman at the end of the episode here who wears the same uniform mm. wears the same exact uniform as Pershing. So Pershing might be just one chief cloning officer we know. Like, there might be more than one Pershing at the point in the timeline we are. You know what I'm saying? Not like literally. I know we're talking about cloning. I don't want to make anybody confused. Mm -hmm. But like someone else in his position. Like, there's no reason for him to be the only person responsible for cloning. It would make sense for Nalase in charge. It would would make, yeah. Nalase is the perfect candidate. That's all she does is clone. Like you would think, like okay, Nalase, they're going to for you. like yeah, they're going to use Nalase as much as they can, you know, for as long as they can. And, and I don't, I don't think yeah, her future is not very bright. Sadly, that's why um, she's not the perfect candidate. Because I really she's hope not loyal. Whereas you know, she can teach someone who will be loyal. Have we seen any of the Kaminoan race like post? Order 66. Like, because I would really love if this storyline turns into her cloning Kaminoans so that her, so that her, like, species can survive. Like, I would love if that, like, that's what this turned into. And, like, she was saying, like, yeah, I'll get you your Force-sensitive clones. But then the whole time she was just cloning Kaminoans and then they escape or something like that. Like, like, I don't know. I would love... I, I I would just love a story like that. I think that would be just a really cool story. It'd be a really really cool like I I and I mean like I don't think they'll ever have the way to get a story like that is to get another Clone Wars like another mm. sort of anthology show that takes us all over the galaxy and the Bad Batch is supposed to sort of do that and maybe if if, if that story we're gonna pick up it would be in this show. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a good question. Do you think? Like the Bad Batch and like in the future seasons, will start to break away from the Bad Batch and go more across the galaxy. Like we've done it with Ryloth. You know, Bad Batch was barely involved. You know, they were involved, so I guess it makes sense why we're seeing the story. But like, yeah, like they 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 had to get the setup episode in though. Like mm-hmm. they were in that one scene, and then they were in the second episode pretty pretty heavily. Yes. But I mean. I, I think being that the, the, the TV show is literally called The Bad Batch, the best avenue for that may be if they, like, join up with uh, Rex, and then it just becomes more of, mm. you know, kind of following The Bad Batch, following the rest of, you know, Rex and his his his, his Bad Batch. Yeah, because it's, it's not called Clone Force 99. It's called Bad Batch, you know. Yeah. That's... That's not their official title. It's like that, that could be a group of any. We are all the bad batch. Yeah. Oh, cookies. Bad batch, bitches. But uh, shall we do a, a scene by scene? You guys want to do that? Yeah. Sure. Wow. We uh, we might want to. We might want to do that. Let's do it. So, we're talking Camino Lost season one finale, uh, written by Jennifer Corbett. Uh, the head writer of the series. I'm very excited. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. We jump to Camino with uh, Rampart overseeing the uh, the destruction of Topoca City uh, from a Venator class Star Destroyer, and the Bad Batch Omega and AZ are carrying away a unconscious Crosshair, trying to uh, flee into the depths of Topoca City, get as far away from the surface as they can. 
uh, with good reason. Apparently, the bottom of this structure will remain intact for a relative amount of time. Uh, but, you know, they're knocked to the ground by uh, by one of the blasts and Topoka City continues to sink and Omega is separated from the others uh, by, a, by a malfunctioning door. And in orbit, Rampart receives a status report from a clone trooper. And this was a little heartbreaking. Uh, he tells him, you know, all Kaminoan facilities have collapsed into the sea. Like even the even the trooper had like a hard time saying it. Yeah. Like he had a hard time saying it. Like I don't know. This scene was just like it, it was beautiful in its own way. Like the animation, like the rain. Mm. Like oh my god, how can you animate rain that well? Like it just looked it just looked real. Like this scene looked yeah. like photo. Like if if destroyers were really in the sky, I guess. But uh, yeah, I get you. I don't know. It's just wow. One one thing that I do have to note, and obviously it's just one of those things okay. where it's just you know. They had to do it this way, but man, they really should have waited until that storm passed and it was like sunny out to to destroy everything. Being that because they just left the ship floating on the surface, hold, and I was like, "Hold on, hold the phone, though." We've never seen it <laughs> not raining on Camino. That's a fair what point. What the fuck were the Kaminoans doing, like to make it rain? Was that like a an impairment to keep their subjects? On you the think Truman they made show. it rain? It's the Truman Show. You think no, they maybe. made it rain? Yeah, Camino like, is running the left. Truman Show. Camino no, actually, is running. I'm thinking, Colton, you said like an impairment. Yeah, maybe they were actually making it rain to like to conceal everything. Because if it's if it's not raining and it's sunny outside, that little like secret platform that they had where they put the ship on. That's plainly fucking obvious on the surface of the water, regardless of what's sitting there. True. In the you know, what if like Camino's just the tip of the iceberg? Camino. Like, what if the Camino we think is just the tip? Like, I, just like it is barely anything. City. Like, like I mean, there could be so much more to Camino. You know, like we but don't know. Say, shit he about said all major cities. Didn't he say that, or did he just say the city? Like, what did he? All Caminoan facilities. Facilities, okay. Yeah. I was just saying, I think, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Maybe there's something below the surface. I, I don't think they'll really go into that. I don't know. I think Camino's just Camino's, gone. Yeah, yeah I I, I'm going to I'm gonna think that we're saying goodbye to Camino. Like, this feels like it's supposed to be like we're putting that era to bed. Camino gone. Camino lost, yeah. quite well, literally. Yeah. The, the death of Camino is the true death of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Because it's the end of the clones. Exactly. But, uh... That we know of. Yeah. Well, the end of of Django Fett. Django Fett. Yeah, Django Fett. Fett uh, strand casts as, as troopers. But uh, have you guys seen the like theory of Omega? How she ages twice as slow, and she's literally that's just her mutation, just to keep Django Fett's DNA alive for as long as possible. I don't. I don't think she's and, mutated and, at like, all. I think like she's mutated it. to age slowly. I no, think I that's her mutation. Is to I don't age think she's slowly. At all. I think her whole thing was that she's literally just a female version of. She was Jango created Fett. right before the Bad Batch, and you don't think she has a mutation? No, she's in she, the Bad Batch. You don't think she created right before the Bad Batch? She has this crazy intuition just and all really of this. There for you know, their creation, she was on, created man. at least a decent amount before the. Bad I, Batch. Here's the thing, though. I don't older. think it's. I don't think it's way out of the cards. To say that, like, that could be a twist down the road is that she does oh, have that be. mutation. I think Omega yeah. is, like, twice their age. Like, she's old. 
but I think Omega's that's why she's so wise old. and like she plays chess very so well. I, like she is wise. She's very wise. She picks things up very quickly. I don't know. I don't know. She's a pretty smart person. Like uh and I'm not gonna lie to you. I was watching I was just rewatching the finale like twenty minutes ago, and as the episode was ending, this didn't hit me the first time I watched it, but I was like, fuck, I am gonna Miss Omega. What the fuck is this? I love this character. I love this character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to miss watching this every Friday. This is, this has been a lot of fun. And that's Uh, what season one was about. It really was. Making sure that you loved these characters so that season two, they could do whatever they wanted with them and kill them and we'd actually feel something. I hope they don't kill any of them, man. This show's just too good. I like this crew. Episode one, season two. But no, Rampart's no. like, deuces. You know, the Ems get out of there, and uh, it's like, interesting. They were just like, we're going to bombard this shit, and we're going to dip. Fuck this place. Uh, I mean, what else do you do? Yeah, like, do you wait around for a little bit? Like, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you say a few words? Do you... well, I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Really After you wipe out a planet, I think that's it, man. I think you just go. Yeah. No, you, you, gotta, you always double tap. You got to <laughs> be sure everyone's dead. Hey, send that new one. Uh, Death beam laser thing we're working on. Just do that at them too, you know. Let's hit them with that thing. But later on, uh, later later on in the episode, AZ reactivates and tends to Omega, urging her to vacate the compartment in order to save their lives. And uh, Omega soon finds Crosshair trapped under the compartment, and she's not strong enough to lift the wreckage off of him. And uh, she contacts Hunter and the rest of the gang over the comm link, and. She warns them that the room is flooding and that Crosshair is trapped. And I was like, oh, great, great. So we're just kicking off the episode with a near drowning. That's uh, that's fucking grand. I love it. <laughs> the way AZ literally, like, literally is like, you're minutes away from drowning. Yeah. Like, you survived <laughs> the bombardment of the city, but you are minutes away from drowning. Uh, oh, this is a droid I fucks with. Uh, you know, I, I like me some AZ. Fuck Toto. Second he reminds me droid. of a. He reminds me of like a much, much, much less annoying Toto. Yeah. <laughs> no, like They're he both... is. He is like the good balance to Toto. Like there are two. This is the yin and the yang. Toto is yeah. the is the evil son of a bitch who deserves nothing but death. And Az is just like a sweetheart who who deserves all the love in the fucking <laughs> galaxy. Uh, fuck Az. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stand for this Toto slander, guys. Man, I will. Your your hatred only fuels my love. <laughs> and IU. However, <laughs> uh, Tech reports that uh, all the compromised compartments are sealed to contain the uh, the flooding, and he is unable to override the protocols. And uh, Wrecker's like, oh, I can override them. I was like, fuck yeah, save save your uh, save your little sister, bro. That's uh, that's the move. Uh, he just like pries these blast doors open. At least he tries to with the uh, big sister, old yeah, sister, yeah, grandma name. sister, maybe. <laughs> Much to think about. Uh, but uh, Crosshair soon wakes up from the stun, and he is greeted by Az with the whole, uh, "Yeah, you're gonna drown and die." But uh, Meanwhile, the rest of the Bad Batch try to force their way through the door, and Omega dives underwater and struggles to free Crosshair, and she tells AZ to use his boosters. And while AZ focuses on the wreckage, Omega fires her energy bow 
at the debris. And I was like, okay, she's really quick to pull that thing out now. Like Kyler pointed it out at some point. Like she's really just like, she's mad comfortable with that thing now. Like that's, it's secondhand nature to reach for that thing. No, there's no hesitation. Man, I might just fucking miss. Hit crosshair right in the head. Like I'm shooting completely blind into this water. water. (laughs) I dinged it three times in a row though. I'm freaking intuition. I'm freaking old as hell. You know, I've done this before. <laughs> I've done this before. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Crosshair is freed because of this effort, and uh, Omega helps him up, and they uh, directs the two to open the door, and diving underwater, Omega struggles to try and pry it open, but the Bat Batch managed to get it open long enough for Omega, Crosshair, and AZ to slip through, and I like to think that Omega thought she did this. Uh, I think that would be. I think that would be solid. And I love the way that Wrecker catches her, like catches her, and then he hands her to a he hands her to Echo, and Echo holds her for a second, and she just kind of hugs him, and then and then he sets her down. But I was like, oh, that was so fucking cute. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Crosshair comes sliding in, and uh, he asks Hunter, you know, what have you done? And uh, Hunter's like, yo. It wasn't us, bro. The Empire just started raining fire down on us. We weren't about to leave you behind. And Crosshair's like, mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. I don't want to hear that shit now. That's too late. We frankly, frankly, I can't blame him. First. <laughs> frankly, I don't blame him. I would still be like, I'd be holding on to this shit a little bit, too. Because, like, Hunter goes, we weren't about to leave you behind. Where have we been for 15 episodes? Bitch. What did you do from day one? Yeah, when we weren't going to leave you behind. Well, when the fuck did that change? Crosshair is really just a big softy on the inside. That's all. Okay, rewatching it, though. <laughs> rewatching it, though. Kind of makes sense. That, like, they didn't go back for him. Because he sh- he's sh- actively shooting at them. You know? Like... I know you can make a plan and save your boy and all, but like if he's actively shooting at you and you know his inhibitor chip is messing with his brain. What? But it's not what you can do, man. There's like six of them. But like it would make it would make more sense for Crosshair to come back to them than you know. Well, and it sounds like that's the logic they approach yeah. in the writers' room, too, and that's what because that's what Wrecker, Wrecker, said. Wrecker points it out. He's like. You always could have come back. We always would have taken you. Like, and like a tiny little brain of yours. No, Crosshair's so savage. And the first time I watched that, I just kind of went like, I don't know. Like, it kind of doesn't feel right, but it. I I think it's the logic we have to work with. Like, it's like, I think at this point, Crosshair's inhibitor chip is out. Like, that's just something we have to like be like, okay. That inhibitor chip is out, and that's just who he is. Apparently, and like and on rewatch after like reading those quotes from Jennifer Corbett, where she's like, "His chip is actually out, and he's still loyal to the Empire." However, Hauser's is still in, and he isn't. And it's like, how does that work? But, uh, whatever. But Omega kind of says it, or Tech kind of says it. He's like, it's just in his nature. He can you cannot change him. No, like, and that's he, what I was gonna say. Is that like, yeah, it, on rewatch, like knowing. 
his inhibitor chip is out, mm. that line is not a speculation. It's not like a, it's not like a, I was holding on to the like, I don't know. I still think he has his inhibitor chip in the first time I watched it. Second time I watched it, I didn't. And, uh, mm. and all those lines hit like, oh damn, he's just like a normal brain person taking this, taking this shit on. Uh, and just like listening to them be like, it's just your nature, bro. I understand you, but I don't give a shit. I mean, is it like, so is Tech saying that it's his mutation that causes him to kind of take sides with the Empire? You, I and you also thought that because of the way Tech presents information. However, I think he was just talking about his personality. Like he was just like, this is just the way he is. We are not going to change him. And he, I loved the line of. Of just like Hot twist, like I understand you. That does not mean that I agree with you. Like it was just the most like tech line. I don't know. I I tech got a. I love tech in this episode. I don't know. I think no, I, I kind of got like, like a little spotlight. I know. I know that like I said, Omega is my favorite character from this show. But like tech is right there. Like I love tech coming out. Tech's of this my show. dude. Because I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of like the tech. I just spew useless facts. All the time. Sometimes they you're end like up being a, You're like a more profane tech. Exactly. Sometimes they end up being right and helpful. Some, most of the time, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I didn't need to know that. I guess I know it, you know? And I don't know. I kind of I kind of dig tech's, like, philosophy. You know, like, I completely understand you. Don't ever think that that means I agree with you, though. <laughs> there he is. Let's go. Yes. I, 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 yes. I just, Oh God, it's so satisfying now. It's a good thing it's now, the finale too, because that's the good. This is the last time that he'll be able to do it. Oh my God! Oh, wow. God. Wow. God but uh, you know, uh, they're like, uh, you know, text like, "Yo, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, we about to fucking die." And, uh, hey, yo, where's, where's the gabagoo? <laughs> where's the gabagoo? But, uh, Hunter tells, uh, Hunter tells Crosshair he can choose to stay here and die or, uh, you know, uh, come with us. And he leads the squad out of there. And Crosshair, like, after a moment of standing there, and Omega kind of looks at him like, ah, darn. What a shame. She does, yeah, she does uh, this little movement. Yeah, there was like a little. And then she turned around. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, fine. Uh, And I do appreciate one of my favorite things about this episode is that, like, they made, like, the good in Crosshair shine through Omega. Not not one of her bro, not one of his brothers. Like, Hunter didn't really crack him. Wrecker didn't really crack him. None of them really got to him, but Omega talking that shit and then being in trouble got to him. Well, what I love, that's what I think is amazing is like he had the most beef with Omega really out of any of the rest of them. Like he specifically had that conversation with Hunter about Omega not being a good fit and that, you know, he didn't care really. And now like here he is saving her and like having a change of heart because of her like how fitting to show like her character, how like impressionable I guess she is, like how you know she leaves her mark. She does. She does. It's just Omega's way. I, like I don't. I don't get. 
how one can watch this show and then like go online and like hate on Omega. Like first, it's... you're a loser. Uh that is a child character. <laughs> you are pathetic. Uh second of all, probably misogynist. Uh <laughs> just just likely at that point if you're hating on a, a small girl. Uh, Not a child, but okay. Okay, yeah, like 50. Yeah, she's actually an, old, women, an old woman. She's she like was, 40. She was the first clone. Master Sifo-Dyas was like, <laughs> give me a clone. Uh, I mean, it kind of like is a talking point that she is the polar opposite of Boba. Like, But literally. she didn't grow up in the same circumstances as Boba. Boba grew up like, with Jango Fett's hip. She grew up both, in Alisei's. Yeah, they were like, both created at the same time. But look how different both of them are. Like, it's crazy. Well, and like, there's credence to the idea that Omega might not turn out so different after rolling with the Bad Batch mm-hmm. for a while. Like, uh. That's a fair point. Like, if they're gonna, cause it seems the direction they're kind of going is like, they're not gonna do rebellion stuff. Like, they're probably gonna end up more underworld stuff through Sid and stuff like that. Like, that feels more their, their territory as of yet. Also. How different can she really be? She clearly always stays always stays strapped with that uh with that bow, with that energy bow thing. And, and she does clearly whatever does not fucking fuck hesitate. She, wants. she does not she does not listen to anybody. Yeah. Maybe she's not so different. I mean, obviously she's a little bit cooler tempered. Uh she's <laughs> much nicer. Uh especially at this age. Uh to Boba, fair, Boba though, was quite also... the angsty teen. To be fair, though, after watching his dad murdered, yeah, I was gonna say she didn't watch her her <laughs> father slash clone of herself technically get his head cut off by father a brother right in front of her. same guy. Dude, seeing him in Clone Weird Wars, seeing kid, seeing him in Clone Wars in that arc where he's trying to get revenge with Mace Windu and partnering up with he, like, all those bounty hunters. Up. Sets up the bomb outside of Mace's. Yes. Room. Oh my gosh, that stuff also, was so awesome. Love thinking about that. that, actually, Joseph, I don't think your uh, her like aging twice as slowly thing would work because this is right around the same age as as uh, Boba would be right now. Yes, too. but they could also have they just could, given yeah. her this age because, like, you're not going to give her like four. yeah. They could change. You know, they're not going to make her four. Just, yeah. They're going to make her somewhat functional, like as a child. You know, like a, a functional child age. Functionable. You know. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, I could say, like, she could be, I'd say she's, she's technically older than the Bad Batch, so she's, I'd say she's in her young 30s. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. Joseph, she's the same age as Boba. (laughs) No, but like, but she aged slower, though. They aged slower. And he ages normally. And at this point, he's like 15. She might okay. Like, just because Boba ages normally doesn't mean that Omega has to age normally. No, but what you're saying is maybe she ages quick. If she's thirty, then she would be aging quicker, not slower. Because like, oh wait, wait, year, yeah, years wise. Okay, no, 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 no. She she's, is like she's, she's year wise thirty three, but like biologically fourteen. But she's not year wise. So they would have they cloned Jango Fett before. <laughs> Yeah, that's this is where you're your before whole thing, the Phantom like, Menace. They cloned Jango Fett. He popped in. They made a female clone of her of him. Then he dipped for like. I guess I really years. haven't thought of the timeline here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the argument that I was making. It's like maybe she ages slower later on, but right now she's aging normally. 
Okay, her age is somewhat altered in some way, but it's not the way that I said. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I'm sticking to my theory, but not the way that I said it. Uh, I'm sticking that I'm partially right. <laughs> but the uh, the clones in AZ flee through the uh, through uh, you know this uh, transparent tunnel now underwater, and Omega stops by a window as they sadly watch these little incubation chambers for the clones get all uh sunk and destroyed and uh this one sucked like because there's one very specific shot that i remember from attack of the clones and it's that it's those you know what i'm saying like all of them and like them like the shots they showed us last week and then this week of it getting destroyed like we've seen those exact places just popping off with clones so like it was just very sad. Uh, it was just very sad, all in all. But um, I one thing I loved about this episode was the animation, like how good the destruction looked. Like mm. whenever they're driving or like you know going through it or like trying to escape, and you're seeing it all unfold in the background, like the, like it falling the, through the the ocean. balance of the like, fire oh. and the falling and just everything. Like it looked so good. It made it like. It didn't even feel like animation when I was watching it. Like those specific scenes, like the colors were so vibrant. It's a cut above. It was like animation. This is like a cat. I I don't put this. Like I almost don't want to put this in animation category. It's so good. Like I feel like this is like a step above. Like I don't know. This is kind of like this is by far the best animated show I've seen, quality wise. Oh, and certainly on those landscape shots. Like this shit looks real. Like like photo real i don't know how like and it, they get that advantage from the like edgy like sharp yeah animation but, design that they do and that they always had the intention of doing but they've only recently had the technology to execute exactly as it was always visualized like it's it, just this style is beautiful oh it's, it's just beautiful perfect. it blends realism with animation and it's like reality with fantasy it's just like literally like oh and so and since we're here i uh i know that we're talking about the animation and stuff and i i know that we're all very very excited about the live action ahsoka show of course obviously i would have really been okay with that being clone war style animation you know what i'm saying like I just love Ahsoka and like her animated. Character her animated, is, like that's it, like he's one of those characters where like when you think of her first, you're almost certainly thinking of an animated version of her character. Yeah. Would you want Clone Wars Ahsoka or like Rebels Ahsoka, like the older, mature? It would Ahsoka. have to be the older, mature Ahsoka, like just timeline wise. But like it's still the same voice actress, like it's still Ashley Eckstein. That's right. yeah, that's so cool. like I, uh, like. I, and here's the thing is that like I'm cool with Rosar with Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I I however don't think she has been realized to her full potential in this specific period of her life. Mm. With the the Leku and stuff supposed to have grown much larger than they are. And like I'm not I'm not too concerned with that. I'm okay with that. Like I get the the practical aspects of having to keep them down, but like the potential character design there could be astounding. We haven't seen, like, we haven't, we need to see her post Return of the Jedi. Like, we saw her last, Dang. New Hope. 
Like holy crap! Like the character design possibility there in animation is just stupendous. And we saw the older Ahsoka in Rebels animation. Like imagine seeing older Ahsoka in Clone Wars animation. Mm. Like it could just be, it could just be. And I obviously still super hype for live action Ahsoka, bringing all those characters to life. Ezra, Thrawn, Sabine, all these characters is going to be dope. However, I like them in animation. I'd be okay with them sticking with that. Uh, and uh, I'll stick by that. I'd, I probably would have preferred it. However, I'm okay with what we get. Obviously, uh, let's jump back in though. What do you say? Uh, <laughs> thank you, animators. Thank you, animators, artists, and uh, everyone who works behind the scenes. But uh, Wrecker tells Omega as she's uh, as they're making their as they're watching the destruction that they have to go and they flee as the tunnels begin to crack under the weight of the ocean and the falling facility then comes to a stop and Tech's like I believe we have landed at the ocean floor yeah he's my guy he's just the guy this episode man I he's love him the guy this episode it's his goggles uh, man his helmet is shit. so cool god his I, helmet's so cool I love him so much because like there are times where he'll actually like throw out like super useful information like there are times especially in this episode where he's like what he's saying is actually useful and then there's times like this where he's like I believe we're on the ocean floor no shit Sherlock you know, you know who they did been dirty? Been for five minutes, and we just stopped. <laughs> you know who they did dirty? Can y'all tell me one time you remember Echo speaking in this last episode? That's what I was about to say. Oh, is that yeah. our boys Tech and Echo that usually don't get a lot of screen time? Tech got it, but Echo did not. Like Echo I don't think Echo episode. said a word. Uh, he definitely did, just not oh. anything memorable. Oh, man, if he did, no. if he like, did, I really don't remember it. Like, it, he definitely said something somewhere, but it was just one of those, like, it was, like, in a conversation yeah. and not not relevant to anything that happened. So, speaking when spoken to, basically. Yeah. That poor dude, man. No, just, He's been know, through it rough. I just need more echo. And, like, I mean, Listen, obviously, not- obviously, if if I go through all that shit, I'm not going to be very talkative. I'm going to tell you that right now. I mean, remember uh, the line that Tech was like, you are more machine than man. And then Echo was like, lucky me. Like, you just heard him. Like, it was just, like, so sad. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, in all man. fairness, though, like, we uh, – I'm assuming if you're watching Bad Batch, I'm going to go with a heavy chance you watched Clone Wars. Um. So we've seen, like, seen we've, a lot you know, of Echo. We've seen a lot of Echo already, whereas all these other characters we've not seen. We've seen like two episodes outside of Bad Batch of. All right, but if in season two they don't oh, give me yeah. more Echo, we riot. Yeah, no, it, it, it's excusable right now. If it continues for the entirety of season two, then it's at the point where it's like, all right, why did you include him? <laughs> he could be off on with adventures, like at least, yeah, like what, like. He's limited man. to being a glorified droid for the Bad Batch. <laughs> that's so true, man. I mean, every crew needs a droid. Like, every crew. Like, and that's, it's that's a necessity, him. but, like, it's so sad that it just used to be a human, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about it. Oh, my God. Well, hopefully, that's... I'm thinking they're going to take AZ on now. This is the crew's droid. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. After, after he go. saves their lives... 
quite literally. I mean, like that's that's a mad Star Wars thing to do is have the droid yeah. save your lives and then you take that droid on. That's your homie for life now. <laughs> Perfect thing to happen. They take AZ on. Okay, season two, some point they fight AZ with Toto. Uh, no, they fight with uh, what's what's his Pad uh, Bane. Pad Bane. AZ versus Toto. They actually bring back the wrong droid. They bring back Toto. Oh. God, Dude, I can no. see it happening. I can see it. So if we don't get happening. a uh, if we don't get a Freaky Friday with AZ and Toto, I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Yo, if I had any sway, any sway at Disney at all, the only thing I would have done is for Omega to shoot Toto between his eyes in the season two premiere. <laughs> Of the Bad Batch, <laughs> the premiere, <laughs> the premiere, the first thing, like if like it, the, the like shot, open, just open just open shot of just an execution, just boom. Firstly, if I just if I batch. had any sway at Disney, season two opener, Toto shoots Omega between. <laughs> the- <laughs> and if I had any sway over the season two premiere. Ultron would come out. <laughs> Joe, what a moment of self-awareness there. That, that was, was fantastic. Brilliant. That was fantastic. Bravo, Joe. Bravo. But, uh, you know, while uh, discussing a damage assessment here, uh, water bursts through the cracks in the tunnel. It's like, okay, the damage must be pretty fucking bad. We need to go somewhere else. And uh, Crosshair is just over here just standing like, Oh man, I got a lot to think about, man. I always got a lot to think about. I'm crosshair, man. Oh. And uh, why do I get? Uh, have you guys watched King? He's of a real. He's a real Edward Cullen. Uh, Edward Cullen type. Up. Real he's Edward Cullen. Damn. <laughs> no, Kyler is spot on. I can totally see him doing that just shit where like brooding, someone walks in and He's just brooding, just a dark brooding figure, just. Do y'all remember Edward Cullen like nearly having an orgasm the moment Bella walked in the room because of the way she smelt? I like that's never, a part of that movie. Yeah, I never watched any those of movies. Those movies are insane to rewatch and like actually just be cognitive during. <laughs> like, if you like think about what you're watching for a second, you're immediately like, "I want to turn this off." Last two movies are really good though, and then you uh, don't because it's actually good. It's actually good. Like it is, it's unironically good. If you I, get past, I never watched yeah, a single wow, one of those it. movies because every time I would watch, like I think the first movie was never like they were like Vampire did, Sparkle. I was like, no, no, this is not it. Vampire Sparkle, sexy, but uh, That's how not. about the fucking baseball scene? Jeez. The baseball scene. Okay, but- not to be elitist about like baseball <laughs> or, or like anything like that, but dude. Come pretty the rough. fuck on! I can't do that. I can't do that. It's a pretty bad scene. It was uh, kind of disrespectful. <laughs> I, I and and you know, I, I took that personally. I took that personally. And you know, I took that personally. But uh, you know, cue the noise. The Bad Batch end up here in their former barracks, and uh, descri- Tech describes this as, uh, ironically, one of the few habitable compartments. Uh, which I thought was hilarious because them boys stank. Uh, that just goes to show that Crosshair scrubbed that thing whenever, like he could. Like that—that that was the first thing he did. He cleaned scrub, that bitch up. 
all the memories of his brothers gone. Like, bro, dang. I'm gonna tell you what though. At the end of this episode, they have Crosshair's backpack. They take that shit. You know what they're going to find in that fucking backpack, bro. They're going to find that fucking picture of the whole team in that backpack, bro. Oh. I guarantee it, bro. Oh, oh come that's on, gonna, man. That's going to be the that's going to be the season 2 premiere. They're going to pull that out of the backpack and they're going to be like, Oh fuck! And they're gonna turn around and go pick him up and say, "No, you're coming with us." They're just like they're like immediately like forget all everything that just happened. Like they just like like crosshairs. Like at the end of the episode, he's kind of like standing there, like "Fuck, I really made a mistake." Fuck, fuck. He turns around, he's like, "Wait, fuck, wait." And then they're coming back too because they just saw the picture and they're crying. And then it's like, and then the bad batch looks into camera and they say. We're sorry we didn't do this earlier. That's our boy. Ultron pops no. <laughs> On a good note, though, I know it's skipping ahead. What the fuck is he gonna do? <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. I mean, I, like, the Empire. I would the Empire's not gonna fucking pick him up. With... Ah, that's a good question. The last thing he did as an Imperial soldier was kill a bunch of Imperial soldiers. <laughs> they don't know that for sure. I mean, they do though because the one like the, the one, one said said like I think he's lost his squad control of the situation. That's fair. Yeah. That's you're right. You're right. She just knows that he lost control. She doesn't know that he killed all of them. So like, like they the empire killed them. The empire still they they probably don't give a shit about Crosshair though because it's like oh yeah he they were failed like he, he failed said, like, the mission so we don't care about him anymore. Rampart like, literally said, "Let the clones die together." Like, yeah, we intend on killing him here. Yeah. So like I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. But uh, shall we? Oh, we we have our first echo line. Let's hear it. The smell is gone. Oh, and, that's uh, it. I told you he he had a line, but it was going to be something so in, like fucking insignificant that it wouldn't matter. And uh, Wrecker finds that their uh, score chart is still there that he used to tally all the missions on, and Crosshair is bitter. He says, "Oh, that." Brotherhood, all those missions. You threw it away. Yeah, oh, you threw it away. And Hunter is like, yo, we made a choice. So did you. And Crosshair's like, soldiers follow orders. That's just such an inhibitor chip line, though, man. Right. Like, how are they doing this to us? Like, because... Okay. What? Like, I don't know, man. This they're. I don't nah. know if I fully trust that it's out. I don't either. Because here's the thing. If it was out, that is an aspect of the story that would have made this season of television better, objectively. Like, if they would have shown us. Like, the fact that they made that a potential reveal twist for the last episode completely took away from what I was thinking the entire season. And obviously, that's the point of a twist. However... It was just like, that doesn't even really make sense. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe the tech line kind of gives credence to it still being in there. Like, you can't change you it. Don't, like, you don't think tech has, like, in his little thing, you don't think he's put in, like, an inhibitor chip detector, something along the lines? Like, the dude, that's an important thing. If they're going to come into contact with any other clones, they got to see if an inhibitor chip is in their head or not. Like, I feel like that's important. 
I feel like tech because tech holds back information too because he's not like social and he's not like he doesn't know it's important that though then like that's just way too much off screen shit like that's just so much off screen shit but i see but tech has done that before like like held back information he's like you guys haven't known that like oh yeah like how else do you think it worked like obviously we have inhibitor chips in our head and they're like you didn't think that was important before, you know, like that's just a tech thing to do is to, but also though, if they were going to do that, where they're going to be like, Ooh, twist, he never actually got it removed. They lied. I feel like the writers of the show would not have come out and been like, no, it's fucking out. Yeah, I know. That's why like like, at that point, it's uh, like, that's not a twist. That's you're just straight lying to us. Whereas if they were just like, if they just didn't talk about it, then it could be up in the air. Well, is it going to be a twist? Is it actually out? But them straight coming out and just being like, no, it's out. This is just who he is. But I don't know. I think what I, a choice to go with. I appreciate the uh, ambition of like a, a hardcore plot twist. Cause that is a hardcore plot twist. Uh, it's just that like, it's a bit, of story that like would have made his his arc better just objectively like throughout Unless... the season knowing what emotions he's feeling the whole time every time we see him it's we get these scenes as though he has an inhibitor chip in they showed us it getting enhanced more than once so like when did this happen like that's that's yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know why they're being so wishy-washy about it. It might just be because, like, th- maybe they're trying to go for, they're going to paint Crosshair as this guy that fell bad, and he's going to go bad, bad. And then they're going to show, like, hey, anyone anyone who you think is bad can eventually turn back to be good. Like, they're going to go with, you know, some... Obviously, Crosshair is going to be redeemed in some way, I think. I, I, oh, I don't think... think- right. He's either going to die or be redeemed in some way. And if he dies, he's probably, that's probably going to be his redeeming moment. Yeah. You know, so like, well, no, I don't know. Maybe here's the thing is the fact that we, we leave this episode with him alive, him having saved Omega and AZ and uh, him choosing to stay with the empire with his inhibitor chip out. All that tells me is that like, now he is, the reason I thought he wouldn't die to redeem himself is because he had his inhibitor chip in. I thought that would be bullshit. Now it's even more star Wars for them to be like, this was all his choice. Now he's going to choose to sacrifice himself for his, for his boys. Like now I'm certain his redeeming moment will be his death. Like it's just such a star Wars thing to do. And, uh, I hope I, I, I still hope that he can just be redeemed. I want him to stick around. I want him to rejoin the Bad Batch, actually. Uh, his abilities are just so cool. Like, his, like, arsenal, like, is, yeah. ah, God. He's a badass. He is a badass. His his way of thinking is a little harsh, but he, he can, he can, uh, he can shoot some, shoot some weapons pretty He can well. shoot some things accurately, but, uh, you know, Hunter, Hunter tells Crosshair, Blind Allegiance makes you a pawn, bitch. Siri, play only a pawn in their game by Bob Dylan. Listen to that song. Any middle-aged white people. Uh, 
but uh primary listeners of our podcast i mean that's that's just about it but uh like 37 to 43 year old women that's like it white women but crosshair tells uh i'm actually lying that's like our lowest demographic actually what a surprise (laughs) believe it or not uh but crosshair uh tells hunter you know uh we're all going to fucking die and they're all going to die because of your failed leadership. Don't talk to me about what a real leader does. And Omega's like, ah, shut the fuck up. We have landed near the Camino tube, Camino tube system. And she proposes using that system to reach the base post so they can get back to the Marauder. And, uh, tech thinks that accessing the tube will be challenging and, Echo line number two. Yes! It's better than staying here. Oh. <laughs> As I said, insignificant. A lot of substance. Crosshair remarks that Omega is calling the shots. Like, what the fuck? You've got the kid giving orders now? And Hunter's like, you got better ideas, homie? That's a good line. Like, it shows, like... Omega's not young, like, in her mind, at least. She is very smart. Like, that line is like, hey, do you have a better idea? Like, literally, that's the best idea, we, like, we've got. Like, Yeah, like, he's he's genuinely like, like if like, you have a better idea, yeah, like, you should give us that better <laughs> idea. I don't know. It, it, it's just, uh, something's, something's up with Omega. She's just smart. Yeah. She has, she has something going on with her. I don't know what it is. I get you. I'm with you. But, uh, you know, AZ uses a, a precision weld to uh, cut open the maintenance hatch, and it leads them to a tunnel in the tubing system. And I like that he was able to, like, so perfectly cut this thing open that it, like, melded, it welded the shit. Like, it was like, that is a seal. It did get that. I was thinking about this for a long time, like, during this episode. I was just like, the actual logistics of this happening right now, like they're at the ocean floor, the pressure of the water is so intense. If one little thing messes up, it's just fucking done. AZ's then, the king. Dude, that dude, yeah, that dude's freaking joining the squad for sure. That dude's a freaking god. No, this man is MVP Only of this episode. Only killed by Toto episode one, season two. Yeah, oh god. All right. <laughs> the clones uh, slowly enter the tunnel here and as uh, the canopy above them starts to crack, Crosshair, uh, you know, he opines and he says, they should go back, find another way. Izzy's like, ah, no, this is definitely the best we've got. And uh, Wrecker blames him for the mess they're in. He's like, Crosshair, what the fuck? And Crosshair's like, oh, teeny brain Wrecker getting mad. Yeah, he was like, anything in that teeny brain of yours, Wrecker? It was just like, God, the dude is just such a savage. Everything he says, Crosshair just, man, his delivery. I think it's his delivery. It's just, man, what a guy. Wrecker's like, damn it, Crosshair. <laughs> we always loved you, man. You could have come back. Always. We always would have taken you. And Tex like, Wrecker, shut your fucking mouth. Let go of the past. Crosshair is severe and un- unyielding. A nature that not even he himself can change. And uh, 
Crosshair Aztec, you know, why are you defending me? And I, I thought that was hilarious because, like, I listened to that line and I was like, eesh, that is rough. Like, ouch. Sorry, Crosshair. And then Crosshair goes, why are you defending me? And I was like, you took that wrong. And <laughs> that was that was not defending you. That was shitting on you. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, but yeah, Tex, Tex like, yeah, I was not, no, no, yeah, I understand you, but uh, I do not agree with you. Uh, and I, I heard that and like, I almost immediately took to the group chat. Like, I almost just like sent that just alone. Like, I understand you, but I do not agree with you. And was like, fuck, that is good. I, I feel like that happened, like that mindset happens a lot between the four of us. Is like, I understand what you're saying, but it's just fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it especially happens to us with Joe. Joe, you want to defend yourself? Oh, crickets. I guess he understands that he's wrong. No, he understands. Wow, what a fucking idiot. What a moron. Look Stupid. at you, Joe. Look Stupid. at you just sitting there, taking it. You can't even speak up for yourself. What are you doing? He's down bad. He's down if bad. If only this were a video podcast. If the, only. <laughs> then the people would understand. That Joe's just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joey boy. It's like Danny boy, but like bitchier. <laughs> bitch two of the bitches four, but the biggest bitch of them all. I'm trying to stall as long as I can until he comes back. <laughs> no, don't. I feel like we it. can just continue. It's not like... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, you know, Omega thinks that the tube system is... Uh... Hey, wait a minute. Did you guys do that shit to me? No. No, we no. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. I, was about no. to... I don't, I don't yeah. think the people will even know you were gone. Uh, but, uh, they, they, w- they will, however, know now that Joe is gone. He hasn't been here for a couple minutes. That's why we talked so much shit. We would never say our truthful feelings to his face. I'm just kidding. We love Joey. Of course we love Joey. That's my fucking guy. I hope he listens to this. Fucking he, like, I want, I want to tell you guys right now, when he comes back, we are not saying a fucking word. Oh, about not him. at all. Nah, nah, like no chance. Oh, he's coming. Look at that little bitch. What a fucking bitch. Look at that bitch coming back here. Oh, walking into the bathroom. Walking into the bathroom. Is all of this going to get left in? Yeah. Oh, perfect. All of it is going to get left in because I want him to be able to hear it if he listens. He's smuggling. Joe, text me strawberry if you hear this. Text us all. So, like, send it in the... Yeah, send it in the group chat. Send send the word strawberry to the group chat if you're you're listening. Closing the door. Yeah. So, strawberry, Joseph. In the group chat, uh, you're a bitch ass whore. Fuck yourself, uh, <laughs> pussy boy. Uh, look at you moving your dumb little mouth, little fucker, little fuck boy. Fuck you. God, it would be really great if he just didn't have his headphones plugged in right now and he could hear all of this. That would be hilarious. He's just sitting there like, God damn, do you hear them? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little Fucking motherfucker. Thinking, thinking there are two Wandas. Look oh, at this mother. So, so two Wandas? What a motherfucking idiot. I mean, fuck. God. God, what the fuck is wrong with this fucking guy? 
God damn, look at him still without a God, he is on. just if really he, taking he just, his time to put these just, headphones if he, back on. If he on. puts them on, watch, watch what's going to happen. Watch what's going to happen. If he puts them back on. Man, this yeah. is just going on forever. Is he going to put them back on? God, he, he thinks we're talking about stuff right yeah, now. I think he does. What is what is going on? What is going on with it? Omega is unsafe, but AZ reassures her that this is their only viable transport. And uh, Hunter's like, yeah, that's that's right. AZ lead the way. And while uh, going through the tunnel, the clones hear a a beast roar from the depths of the ocean. And uh, Omega asks if the tunnels are protected, to which AZ responds that, uh, you know, they are only protected with power, of course. Uh, and that shit is off. So, uh, good also, luck. Really crazy that we at no point have ever thought about the fact that there are just like fucking sea monsters on Camino, and it's oh, just yeah. never been talked about. Well, they sh- they pop up in the background every once in a while. You'll see, like, uh, yeah, we saw a Kaminoan flying on one of these motherfuckers once in Attack of the Clones. No, like, they were. I thought they were. There's like these like like pterodactyl like things that they fly on. Yeah. But they didn't just introduce that there's like a fucking sea monster that that tries to destroy their facilities all the time and they have it all laced with, you know, electricity so if it touches it it just gets zapped. That's pretty cool though. I like that yeah, little I think it's little cool. Thing. Would have been cool like it would have been cool to like introduce it like whenever there was the like the siege of Camino. True. If they just ha- if they showed like a droid like falling into the water and like a giant sea monster just flip out of the water yeah. and eat it. Or imagine if, like, Obi-Wan, when he's hanging off the side, just a sea monster just comes up and yeah. wants to eat, just waiting like there, for him. Like, there would have been really cool places where they could have introduced this elsewhere, and they just decided not to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm completely with you. But, uh, you know, this the the creature is like, I'm gonna bite this motherfucker! And uh, it, 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 it tries to, and the whole thing cracks, and AZ is like, if I restore the power, uh, it should drive the creature away, and uh, we should we should be fine. That should be cool. And uh, so he r- runs, goes ahead, and, and tries to do that, and the clones try and flee through the tunnel. Again, AZ coming up huge as, uh, as an MVP here. But uh, the power surge electrocutes the sea monster, drives it away, and uh, however, it causes the power system to short circuit, and uh, the clones arrive near the power ge- power generator in time, and AZ apologizes that his actions have caused the structure's remaining power to short out. He's like, eh, but it's all right. You guys are alive, so that's cool. Uh, we, we love that. Uh, and uh... Hi, Joey. How you doing, buddy? Hey. Hey, guys. What's up? You've been sitting there for a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AZ's uh, he's a cool dude, in my opinion, you know? I like his little nubs, his legs, his little, his <laughs> how he flies. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Um, little bitch. Like whenever he just flew up that tube and then turned the power on, it was so cool. Like how he flew, just so like. Troll me, daddy. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. The clones and AZ climbed through a hatch that led to Nalase's little private lab, and Hunter, having never been to the lab, asks, you know, where. Where are we at? What's this? And uh, text like, this is where our mutations were manipulated and enhanced. And uh, when Crosshair is like, how does how does, how does the child know? What the fuck is this shit? Uh, you know, tech ex- 
tech explains. You know, she she was there when we were born. Uh, Omega was created before us. Technically, she is older than us. And uh, right here, they discover that the the tube leading towards the landing pad has been completely destroyed. Oh no, not fucking again! What a surprise! <laughs> No, bro, I was like, damn. So we really just going like, we're really going to do this. Like, we're just going to be like, the whole episode is them trying to get back to their ship. We're not doing yeah. any of this 10-minute little uh, outro. It's just, we no. get back to the ship, that's it. And what drives me nuts is, like, how many times have we seen this in Star Wars? Where, like, oh, we have to evacuate from this planet. It's getting really intense. And then, oh, my gosh, there's the ship. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not it's even just looking. Star Wars. Not even just Star Wars. Freaking Far From Home does it with Happy. Freaking Mando had it happen to him with the Razor Crest. Just, man. True. True. Ships, them shit. You know what? We need it to find a better in form. Awakens. We need a better form of travel. Teleportation. We need something. That's the end game. Teleportation. That's that's the goal, but uh, you know, with the with the clones uh, resting inside Nalase's lab, Az's power cells begin to deplete, and Echo reports another Echo line here that uh, long range comms are down and their oxygen levels will be critical in a few hours. Thanks, Echo. That's line number three for you. We're gonna need you to shut the fuck up for the rest of the episode. No, we've got a three line minimum. No, poor guy. Like Three-line maximum. Maximum. Yeah. <laughs> Three-line maximum. It's even sadder to say. But uh, Crosshair blames his former comrades here for letting the uh, the kid call the shots. And Hunter responds that the kid saved Crosshair's life, unlike the Empire, who attempted to murder him. Fair point. And Crosshair accuses Hunter of taking things personally. <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, man, that was a little... uh. That was a little bit of a lash out. Uh, you took that a little bit more personal than I would have thought. Uh, but when uh, Hunter points out that the empire, the empire destroyed all of Topoka City, Crosser replies that they did what needed to be done. I was like, I shit. I guess the Stooges sees the bigger picture. I no, like that's the thing is that like apparently. Apparently that's the case. He just like is like, yeah, I see what they're trying to build, and I like it. Like, and I can't buy that. Like, yeah, that's so know. hard for me to believe because for I don't know, forty five fucking years, we've been taught that the Empire is the worst fucking evil there is. I don't like it. I, don't, I mean, it makes it makes sense just for don't... someone to join an evil. Like you guys just don't. There are troops all over them. joining, like right now. Like there are people joining the empire. Obviously, not all for because they love what the empire's doing, but there are some people who are. You know. Nah, you guys are just you guys are just too narrow minded. You guys just don't understand the the, the peace and security. Yeah. Mm. Free freedom. No, no, I, no, they don't give a fuck about freedom. It's what's it's, the what's the line? I've I've memorized it before, but I'm forgetting it. I have brought peace, freedom. Is it justice, freedom? justice and security to my new empire? Your new empire, yeah. I brought peace, your new freedom, empire, justice and security uh, to my new empire. That was good. 
Thank you. you yeah, peace, freedom, justice, and security. All right. So, you were right, my I, brother, I, Anakin. Only a Sith deals in absolutes, but isn't that an absolute in itself? Obi Wan nah. Kenobi, <laughs> freaking idiot! Because if only <laughs> Siths, <laughs> only Sith stealing absolutes. That's sounds it. Sounds like an absolute. That sounds like an absolute made, Mister Jedi. But uh... <laughs> and then he literally says, "I'll do what I must." Literally an absolute, right there. <laughs> Goddamn, go off there, <laughs> hypocrite. <laughs> Fucking hypocrite Jedi. I guess they still won though, so guess I guess right. that is part of the point though, is that the Jedi are so hypocritical. But uh nah. Nah, you guys just you guys just don't see the full picture. Mm. Crosshair here says that Camino, the regular clones, the Republic, the time is over. He says the Empire will control the galaxy, and I am going to be a part of it. You made the wrong choice. And he turns his back, and Hunter warns Crosshair. The Empire only regards him as a number, not a not a human. Like, you are just a thing in, to them. In all fairness, though, the Republic also viewed them all as just numbers. <laughs> Being that every single one of them was CT, you know, like 08456. <laughs> He's only ever been a number. Yeah, they're all only numbers. <laughs> but alas. We all uh, are only numbers. I was number, I don't know. <laughs> My social security number is. <laughs> well, one, two, three, four. Four. You're number one. Joe's number two. I'm number three. Kyler's number four. Of the the bitch is hey, four. Why do I have to be the last bitch? Because you're on the screen below me that I can see and they cannot. Oh man, that felt so out of place. That felt so <laughs> right out in the place. middle of the episode. Ew, you fucking nasty whore, Colton. Telling but, him uh, you are the oh. But uh, he says uh, the Empire will control the entire galaxy. He hopes to be a part of it. Uh, and Hunter is like, uh, "You're a number, not a being." Crosshair sits down, side of the room, deep thought. Ooh, am I just number? Am I being? What am I? Who am I? I do remember wow. him sounding exactly like that. You guys head, ever watch Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. I like every time anyone's pondering anything, all I can think of is Tom Haverford in uh, the tribute to little Sebastian. Who are we? Why are we here? Ugh. <laughs> is that that's, that that's what was going through your head during this crosshair moment? That's that's what was going through your head. When Mr. Wynn said his fashion. <laughs> what wow. a great fucking TV show. Uh but yeah, that's exactly what was going through my, my head at the moment of uh That's awesome. Crosshair being in deep thought was just like, Who are we? <laughs> but uh Omega comes up and sits next to him and I I like this little uh symmetry of the premiere and the finale, this one-on-one moment they get to have together. And she observes that, uh, he never liked Camino. Like it never felt like home to him. This wasn't, this wasn't his place. And Crosshair's like, go the fuck away. And, uh, Omega's like, I understand. I spent most of my life here. I was alone down here until you guys were created. She was just kept in a room. Like, it, 
Captain Arum. Like, just like Eleven. Captain Arum. Just like and Eleven. Just, and like Grogu. Dude, yeah. Just what the Captain fuck? Arum. God damn it. We deserve better for the kitties. Get the kitties. Oh, fuck the kids. Need. We need to do better for our kids. Man, fuck them kids, bro. Man, fuck them kids, bro. Look around, bro. Look at life. But, uh... <laughs> Omega explains that, uh... She was deter- determined to find them all again, which I, I love that, like, maybe the premiere of this show was, like, the payoff of her life's work was, like, her entire time. She was just trying to come face to face with them once. And then she does. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter. Corsair. Tick. Rika. Echo. Crazy to think about. Echo is the only one that she, like, probably didn't see like be born be created yeah i don't know Whoa. very strange very strange indeed she's old man she's old an old man. man at least at least 33 if you ask joseph <laughs> crosshair crosshair is like uh being a clone doesn't make you one of them omega and omega's like uh all right, guy. I wanted to believe that it was just the inhibitor chip making you a dick. Turns out you're a fucking asshole. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what she said, word for word. And uh, she then gets up and walks away. Uh, word for word. But uh, meanwhile, Echo, again, not the last line of the episode. He's got four, at least. Uh, he proposes using medical capsules to escape the wrecked tunnels. So Echo realizing Joseph's vision. We he, love it. He did have an important line here. It this was his important. idea that he saved them all here. I suppose he did with his in our baby line. pods and let's use them as vehicles, baby. Let's just let's just hit the nail on the head. You know, I don't know what I'm going to predict next, but uh, I hope it's something like that soon. Like I hope I get that spot on one more time. No. And, like, what's crazy is there was literally no reason for you to say it. Like, it was completely random last week that you had that idea. And uh, whenever I was watching it, my jaw was just dropped the whole time. I'm like, wait, wait. There's no way they're actually going through with this. Like, there's no way that they're actually doing this right now. I can't believe it. I uh, I was like, I, you are fucking kidding me. You are fucking... I, like, yelled at my TV. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know. On, on an important note, though, why is Omega the one on her own? Like, why do they put the smallest per... Like, I get Wrecker being on his own. That makes sense. Because he's massive. But you have the biggest person and the smallest person <laughs> on their own. Meanwhile, you have Hunter and Crosshair crammed into a fucking tube together. <laughs> it added a little bit of spice, you know? That's a really good point. Uh, well, did, they, needed, I, they needed the droid to save Omega. They couldn't I, I know, but I feel like it would have made a lot more sense for, like, you know, Hunter and no, Omega I, to have been together. Logically, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Certainly. Almost. Definitely. Uh, but nevertheless... You know, we got what we got. Tech says that if uh, if their mass is evenly distributed, the buoyancy of their watertight chambers will bring them to the surface. Um, and AZ says that uh, medical capsules have not been tested for such capabilities. Maybe that's the reason. 
Yeah, mass. Their mass. Their mass needed to be evenly. They just needed two similar people. So it had to be two similar people instead of two but, vastly different people. Oh, okay. I guess I guess I go yeah, that makes sense. Then. Unless they were just both in the middle, just cuddling the whole time, but like, you know. Oh. <laughs> but uh oh. But uh Hunter adds that uh they won't have directional control and is like, uh, how the fuck are we gonna do this then? Uh anybody wanna riddle me that? Drops the thing of just being like, they have not been tested for this. And they're like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> fuck you, AZ. How the fuck are we going to get out of here? And they're like, oh, and AZ, guess what, dude? You have terrible ideas. Push us out of here, bro. <laughs> Those little nubs. Die for us, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Crosshair proposes that the droid can guide them through the debris. And uh, Hunter asks if AZ can guide them to the surface, and AZ is like, uh, you know, if there's nothing too unexpected, yeah, that should be just fine. And I should be able to complete my my objective. And Omega asks if it will be dangerous, and the droid replies that their safety and well-being is his primary objective. And getting to work, Tear. Omega. Omega plants detonators on the windows while uh, the clones prepare for the medical capsules. And I love that, like, they're just like, Omega, you got this shit. Go ahead and arm all the bombs. We're going to work on getting, we're going to, we're going to work on getting inside of these capsules. I really trust her a lot now. Plant the bombs and and arm them, older sister. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Omega. But, uh, Wrecker complains. He's like, I'm too big for this shit. And uh, Hunter says, hey, at least you aren't doubled up uh, because this shit sucks. And uh, AZ is drawn upon his re- his reserve power here and tells Omega that they must hurry. And with the explosive set, the clones seal up the tanks. Hunter and Crosshair travel in the same one. And uh, Crosshair and Echo travel in one. And then Wrecker has his own. And uh, Omega ignites the explosives. Did he say anything else? Sir, did he? Did he say anything else? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Omega ignites the explosives and the, <laughs> the tanks are swept out by a wave of water. <laughs> Joe is just getting absolutely shit on. It's so funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can see the look of dread go over his face as soon as he realized we all that too. He said, "He just goes." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Az guides the clones' medical capsules through the ocean, dodging debris, and Az is trying to guide Omega's capsule, and the droid is hit in the head by some, and causes him to lose control for a second. Omega's like, you're doing good, don't worry. It's all right. He looks down for a second, and then, like, that's that. Uh, she she gets pinned under debris and uh, falls to the bottom of the ocean. And it's like, oh, that's a problem. And uh, I was like, okay, fuck this. We started the episode with her and Crosshair with the threat of drowning, and now you are pinning her? At the bottom of the ocean? Alone? With fucking AZ? I'm not gonna lie. I really thought she was dead here. I didn't think she was dead. I was just like... Because I'm like, okay, nothing big has really happened yet. 
And I'm like, is this really what they're doing right now? Like, is the, or, or like maybe she wouldn't die. I'm like, maybe she'd be preserved in the tank, whatever, you know, like she wouldn't be dead, but she would be like down there stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like this is what they're doing. Look, you know, continue. Thankfully. But, Thankfully not. Could you imagine that cliffhanger though? If that's how oh, they ended that would have like that's how they end the season. She's just at the bottom of the water. See you in a year and a half. Yep, nope, I'd be raging. I you know what? I would have been down for it. That would have been fucking hilarious. Then they just like they just pick up the season and like she just gets right out a minute later. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Would have been funny though. Would have been funny as hell, but uh the other clones reach the surface, open the capsules, and uh AZ manages to retrieve Omega's capsule down at the bottom. And uh, as they ascend to the surface, AZ exhausts the last of his reserve power. And up on the surface, Hunter's like, Fuck! What the fuck? Omega! Where is she? And uh, uh, he was was real worried. Understandably so. And uh, he tells... in, In the water again, AZ tells Omega... That her path is clear. And Omega's like, don't give up. Come on, buddy. You can do this. You got this, man. Just keep pushing. He says, I have completed my primary objective. And then he shuts down. Very... And Omega is destroyed by the loss of a friend. I was upset. I was like, damn. And then I'm not going to lie to you. I was fucking pissed. Two seconds later, uh, she, I was like, that's a fucking mistake. You don't jump into water after a dead droid. I knew yeah. I, I was One. so angry. Like, Ooh, I was like, Oh my God, you, mm, I'm like, listen, I literally, I, I literally went, Oh mega <clears throat> like out loud. Like I, I audibly reacted. There is no droid that falls out of my, like falls down the ocean after I just get pulled out. That I am going in for. It's not R2-D2. It's not BB-8. It isn't Babu fucking Frick. I, there's no... Oh, no. Okay. I, but I, like, I, I just mean... In the like, bottom of the ocean? That's a... I just mean, like, that's a character that I like. Really <laughs> I love Babu Frick. I love Babu Frick. But, like, I don't care if it's R2-C-3PO. I'm not diving in there. Like, dude, no. We gotta fucking go. It, dude, that's no, like just Omega's thought. friend, though. Okay, hold up. That is a good point. They have been making a point about how, like, she grew up entirely alone only with AZ. Okay, I'm a little bit more – it's a little more justified now. I wasn't completely thinking about it. Colton, how would you have felt if they had killed AZ and kept uh, uh, whatever the fuck his name is alive? Uh, You don't even remember your favorite droid's name. And you know what? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, How would you have felt if, if, like, they had killed him there and – Toto? Toto? Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. That's. I thought it was. I just, whenever I said it in my head the first time, I was like, that's not right. But how would you have felt if they kept him alive, but they fucking killed AZ? I would, I mean, honestly, I'm cool with the droid sacrifice. The droid sacrifice is always a good move for me. I, G11, awesome. Uh, AZ saving the Bad Batch and saving Omega with his dying uh, mechanical breath, that would be... That would be epic. Like that's cool with me. I'm, however, I'm extremely happy he is alive. Uh, and uh, Man, in this moment, he survives here just to get killed in episode one. Right. Right. Can but, uh, we please mention the score? 
from this point on. Honestly, the whole the whole no. I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna make sure to give like I was gonna I I have a I have an idea later. Oh my god, nut to whoever composed and did this. The Kiner Um, Brothers. Wow. They they also produced for or uh, not produced, but uh, scored the Clone Wars. Uh, they they stuck with the Bad Batch too. Fantastic. Wow. Creating music for Star Wars. Uh, but here, you know, Omega is like, I'm going off to AZ, and Hunter's like, fuck. No, fuck you. and uh, fuck you're not. She, she like she swims down, finds Az, and grabs him. I'm like, God damn it, God, what the fuck? And then Hunter's like, I'm going in, and uh, Crosshair's like, Nah, bitch. And I was like, Why is he got to be so dramatic about this? Why he have to point the rifle at his fucking face? Why you got to do that just to aim it into the water? A second later, you you are you're a dick for that. You're just an asshole. Uh, because I get that it's a TV show and it played out that way for the TV audience. However, practic- practically, if you're standing near anyone and they take that moment to joke around with you and point a rifle in your fucking face, you're never friends with that person again. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, doesn't I mean, but these dudes, these dudes guns are like normal. It's like an extension of their body, basically. It's basically them just putting their fist in someone's face. True. I mean, it, it's like the same thing. Like Crosshair, like that's his that's his bread and butter. That gun right there, you know. I know, and I mean, like Connor was just reacted as though it was like a fist in his face. Like, oh God, are you going to shoot me? Wrecker reacted the same way. Like, oh, I might shoot you now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, Crosshair aims the rifle into the water, shoots a grapple down, latches onto Az, pulls him, pulls Omega and Az to the surface, and I was like, ah, okay dope and it was crosshair you know like that's cool uh, hunter lifts her out of the water and they he he sits in front of her wrecker eyes crosshair with suspicion as he aims a blaster at him and uh talk crosshair tosses the rifle to record and uh tech says that they have a visual on the marauder tells them to start paddling uh the clones travel through the burning sea and at daybreak, they reach the landing platform where the Marauder is waiting. And Omega and the Bad Batch watch on as the wreckage that was Topoka City is burning. And uh, this, I like this smoke pattern had to be intentional. Yep. This is what I was talking about. Like this looks exactly like what Luke's homestead mm. on Tatooine looked like when it was burning. At least the smoke pattern did. Uh, and I feel like it's got to be like a and like this has happened more than once. And like this same thing happened to Ezra. His home got destroyed by the Empire. It looked exactly like this, too. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah like th- this is a parallel they like to do. Like mm-hmm. Luke was the protagonist. Ezra was the protagonist. Like the young. No, you're a protagonist, protagonist. Your home's probably not going to be there for much longer. Yeah. I mean, Leia home gone. Uh, I know Han. Damn. <laughs> It's a lot of homes gone. I don't think Finn even knows where he's from. Uh, Anakin, his mom's dead. Thus his home is gone. True. Home is where the heart is. And his mother had his heart. And then uh, Padme had his heart. And she's also dead. Also gone. Now Palpatine has his heart. 
But he lives like, forever. Just, like, physically, like, probably has, like, his heart in a jar or something weird. No, I'm probably just, like, holding on to it. Yeah, like, literally. Phys- I mean, it's, 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 it's his burned. stress ball. Ash, but... It's his stress ball. <laughs> By this point, it's completely <laughs> gone, but, you know. He's on fire. Chest, chest pains. Darth Vader's just sitting in a meeting somewhere with, like, Tarkin and Krennic. He's like, Duh. oh. Could you imagine if that was, like, a force, like a Sith, like, force power, they could just, like, reach in through the force and just be like, I'm just gonna, like, squeeze your organs. They probably could. They probably could. It's like with the force, you'd be like, I'm gonna pump your heart in weird ways to make you feel weird. Oh. <laughs> I, just, but... I just felt the, like, sensation of someone yeah. ripping my heart. <laughs> like. But. Tech says that uh thank you. Tech says that they uh they should leave before the Empire Scouts show up. So that's how Crosshair will get out of here. The Empire Scouts. Uh and Wrecker asks Crosshair, you know, you coming with us? Crosshair says that none of this changes anything. And Hunter's like, You offered us a chance, this is your chance. And like this was a good moment. Like this was a moment that I needed to feel good about the show going forward. Crosshair, inhibitor chip out, outwardly denying their invitation. Yeah. And I think he regretted it immediately. Oh, dude. He looked back. Like, you saw the look on his face. He had, like, a quick, like, little eye movement, and then he looked back at the ship and then looked down. Like, the dude looked so sad. sad Like, I just watched it, like... The dude looks so sad. Oh my god. This poor man. I don't know. He's just broken. He's just a broken man. I do love Hunter's line here where he says they want different things, but that doesn't mean they have to be enemies. Like, Crosshair doesn't necessarily have to hunt them. Like, that's not something that has to happen. We Mm -hmm. mean you no harm. And I, I don't think the Bad Batch has any intention of trying to take down the Empire. So, like, there is no reason. Like, it's like, the only reason you're chasing us at this point is because you know we're alive. Yeah. Think think about how that, like, that makes you look, Crosshair, for just, like, a second. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm just because just... It's, it's the thing that's on its mind. You know, like, it's, it's never going to leave his mind ever, so... He's either going to hunt them. There's no way he can just forget about them. You know, like there's no way that dude can just be like, okay, I'm just going to go with the empire now and be a mercenary basically. Like, yeah, nah, I get you. But, uh, Omega nearby watching the city burn, uh, Hunter approaches her and gives her a little pat on the shoulder and gives him, gives her that little, that little half smile. It's like, Hey, I know this shit sucks, but at least we're alive. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we're cool. You got us. Literal home might be gone, but you still got us. So let's get going. And uh, the other clones climb aboard the Marauder, and Omega stands with Crosshair for a moment before uh, running to join the others. And before leaving, she thanks Crosshair for saving AZ. And Crosshair says, "Consider us even." And before leaving, Omega tells Crosshair that he's still their brother, and he is her brother too. And Crosshair stands on that platform with just despair in his face. Later, several uh, starfighters es- escort a transport to uh, 
a forested uh, mountain. And according to uh, concept art, this mountain be Mount Tantus. And this mountain is in the Heir to the Empire. It's a warehouse where Palpatine stores stuff, including cloning equipment, where they cloned Master Joris Seboeth. 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 I never understood how to pronounce his name, never looked into it. Uh, it was a bitch to read his parts of that book because of that. Uh, however, it's a very exciting possibility here as we see that uh, we land with an Imperial base in the mountain and clone commandos escort Nalase off the shuttle and she is greeted by a medical officer who tells her that they admire her scientific talents. And she tells Nalase that the Empire has big things planned for her. And the troopers and the scientists escort Nalase inside the base. And we cut to credits. I also saw that these uh, the clone commandos go on to become Palpatine's Imperial Royal Guard. I his saw red, that. His red boys that chill with him in the Death Star. Uh, that's dope. Uh, that's super cool. I like that. I like that a lot. And it also implies... That if these are Imperial Royal Guards here with Nala Say. Obviously, pretty, those guards become his Imperial Guards because they know what's going on there. It's pretty important. You know what it's I'm either, saying? It's either kill them or have them be your right hand, you know, men. Essentially. Dang. That's what awesome. A, what a what a fucking season, bro. No, yeah, like I know that we've had our fair share of gripes every now and then with uh, certain choices, but all in all, this was 16 episodes of pure Star Wars. Like it was, it was as fun. It was as fun as Star Wars has ever been. Uh, the best that Star Wars animation has ever been, I'd say. Like it's it's top tier in every regard. Uh, there was there were there were some. Not lulls throughout the season because I loved watching it every week, but it was like you had those one-off episodes, and those one-off episodes were fun as fuck because they were so damn Star Wars. Uh, I want to go around here, and uh, I want to go with like an MVP of the season for you. Anyone involved with the Bad Batch who made this season the best for you, Joe? I'll start with you. I think an underrated character. I'm not, I'm not going to go with the main characters. I think that's too easy. I'm going to go with Sid. Like, Sid really, like, although her storyline was just filler, basically, like, she pushed, you know, some of the character development along. She helped, you know, Omega kind of break out of her shell and be like, hey, I'm not going to take anything from nobody. You know, kind of, like, got her thinking in, in, in her own way. Um, I think I think Sid had a lot bigger of an impact on the Bad Batch than you know a lot of people give her credit for just because she just employed them for a little bit. But I think she did a lot for this season. Uh, I think that's what I'll go with is Sid. I appreciate that. I appreciate that angle there. Uh, Miles, what about you, bitch three of the bitches four? <laughs> um, fuck. I don't know. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to think of a character. Oh, um, fucking. Oh, what's the what's the Imperial dude's name? Mm, Rampart. Name. Rampart. Rampart. I feel like he he uh, being that he was a uh, big part in like every single episode that involved Crosshair, especially, but in a lot of the other episodes too, he was just kind of always 
out and about getting, you know, fucking with the, uh, with the Bad Batch or getting fucked over by the Bad Batch. And he brought about the destruction of Kamino. Yeah. Like, that's, he can take the dub for that in the Imperial book. You and know? his animation is sexy as well. Yeah, he's a good looking motherfucker in this. Uh, I mean, damn shame. He's a, he's a fascist. Damn it. He's just a, he's just a soldier following orders, Colton. I don't kiss fascists. Kyler. Uh, who is your MVP for the season? I'm going to go, I'm going to say Hunter. And I think it's because a lot of the things that happened to them, he, he runs that group like the dad of the group. It's almost like you see him have to deal with not only what's happening, but rather than just dealing with it, I feel like he gets the brunt of the emotional toll from it. If you're following me, like, I feel like he gets, I, he's the leader of the group. I think it's obvious that he's going to get a little more emotional depth and a little, add a little more touch and sensitivity to the group. You know, you've got brutes like Wrecker, synthesoid like robot type thing with, um, thing. Hey, guy. Yeah. He's just a thing now. So, like, I just feel like that is so important, especially when you have Crosshair on the flip side of the equation. Where Crosshair is like your bad guy with like the sympathetic story. Like you can feel bad for that character. On our main character side, on the you know, good side, I guess, then to have Hunter to like contrast that with and like show that. You know, I just think that and then also just I love Hunter. I love the action about him. I love how he like he it's his wits. He's like he he reminds me of like, you know, he's like an Athena type character, like in the sense of like the way he fights like it's a strategy game like he is laying this all out like this is my plan of action this 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 and this and that's what gets him through it's his wits it's his intelligence i just think that's cool and another thing that i love about hunter is that like for this show he's the everyman he is the he is the person who we watch this show through in terms of lens like it's like when well, i see think you... the way hunter sees them he also, the way, the way, like the off, like this is a weird comparison, but I'd say he's like our uh, our Jim Halpert to the office, mm. like he's that to the Bad Batch. You know, we've got all these kind of zany characters, but he's the one who grounds it and kind of brings it to a certain humanity. You know what I'm saying? Along with his relationship to Omega. However, like you get you get my general point. You know, well, saying? and also to kind of back that up a little bit, it like the things that like that we've learned happened, we've learned about them happening whenever Hunter learned about them happening. Like the best example of that was uh, Omega and and Wrecker, their fucking popcorn habit. We didn't have a fucking clue that was happening until we see Sid be like, "Oh yeah, and all that fucking popcorn that you guys are buying." And he's like, "What fucking popcorn are you talking about?" And that's whenever it cuts to them it's the ritual after a mission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Aha. Those are uh those are the three signature wreckers for me. Uh but yeah, Hunter uh, like another uh, I mean and I know I oozed I'm going to go with mine now. I know I oozed over Omega earlier and for me she's the true MVP in the show just because she brings such a a light to the to the show that's like it it's such a great uh character for the next generation of fans mm. too like it's like that is so easily a character that i can see my little brother latching onto and being like 
that is a character I want to see more as I grow up, which is like mad cool to think about. Like what our, what our really our Boba Fett was like seeing him in attack of the clones and stuff. That's sick. But, uh, for me, I'm gonna go with behind the scenes and I'm going to name those men who we talked about a second ago, the Kiner brothers. Uh, the soundtrack was the only thing in this show across the board, according to everybody, that had no complaints. That was the shit. Okay. Never missed once. It was it was a perfect soundtrack. And also, like if you're if you're active on Twitter, and I am certainly because of the podcasts Twitter I have to promote and shit, so I'm all over Bad Batch Star Wars Twitter. And the Kiner brothers are extraordinarily active on social media. Like they are very interactive with the fans of the show, with the fandom in general. They entertain theories. They like people's tweets. Like they, they like to interact with the people because they know how important it is to everybody because it's that important to them. And, uh, I think you can feel that in the soundtrack. Like there, there are That's moments dope. in the show that were so enhanced by that music. You know, I, I know I referenced it, uh, last week whenever crosshair is making that ploy with with hunter when he's he says a line and you hear the yeah dude love that shit they're just like they must just be true star wars fans man like i have to they have to be just through and through like i don't i don't know what they're like i don't know they have like a signature to the music like almost but and i don't know what it is but it's like it's so fascinating because here's the thing is that like creating star wars music isn't easy because what you were trying to replicate in a way is John Williams in the London Symphony Orchestra. That is <laughs> fucking absurd. So every single one of them, Ludwig Gornson in The Mandalorian, the Kiner Brothers in The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch, they have to do their own thing. Like they have mm. to embrace the fact that they can't do that. But they're going to do something that reminds you of that. Yeah, you know like, what I'm I saying? I don't know how many times. Like, how many times at the end of the episode, the song that just, how it just fits the, what's going on so perfectly. Like if you have a devastating ending, it's just way more silent and spaced out and yeah. slow. But then you have like the classic ending, the happy ending, the, you know, yeah. like the, the upbeat one. And it's just, I don't know. It's just everything about the music and all the animated shows is just fantastic. I love the music. Oh, it's great. Oh yeah. The Kiner brothers also did rebels. Mm, they did they've done all Star Wars animation, Resistance, all the whole nine yards. Uh, but yeah, they they're mine. They're my MVP for this um, for this season of television. Knowing that you can do that, I'm kind of surprised Joseph hasn't like changed his pick to whoever. Dave animated. Filoni. No, no, solely whoever oh. animated uh, Hunter's hair. That's true. I, like honestly, that if there is a person responsible, that's that was your job was Hunter's hair. I did a phenomenal kill. job. You did a phenomenal job. I want to kiss you because I want to kiss Hunter <laughs> because of his hair. It probably smells uh, so good. Well, probably not because he's like a soldier. I imagine it's smelling pretty good. No, nah, but like I can imagine like he cleans up. Yeah, 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 got, yeah. Like, It's got to be soft as hell too. Oh, yeah. Like I mean like I've thought about Hunter's hair. He'd, he'd rock a leather jacket for sure. I can see oh, he would. He would absolutely rock a leather jacket. I see him in like All a right. – but wow. it'd be like a grizzled one, like one with character, you know, some life in it, like mm. some like oh, it's like, like a bomber jacket. jacket, like a yeah, like a, you're like, like a you're like damn, dude, like this a... guy gets into some shit. Uh, I wonder, you know, God I wonder. damn, he just gets hotter every second. <sighs> what a 
what uh what else what else you guys got to say about this season finale or maybe this whole season you know this is our this is wrapping up our fifth show together obviously for now wow i uh, guess season one i would like to end it with just a prediction um this is my prediction for the grand scheme and it is that grogu will be the link between snoke and palpatine um, we will find out what happened to Grogu these 50 years that he's been missing and then wound up in that one place. Um, I think that is what we're going to get into. And a little less than 50 years, Miles. Yeah. I can tell you're doing the math okay. in your head yeah, over there. It's quite a few. I'm really bad with time, as you can tell. No, it's more like it's more like 20. 20 years. 25. Still, it's a lot. It's a long time. That's, That's just like, I was just like, chilling there or chilling somewhere. Years. I was thinking I, the reason I was like doing the math in my head because I was like, "Am I just like thinking about this wrong in the timeline? Am I forgetting?" No, I felt like I was willing I'm terrible to with the timeline. run with it, but I knew Miles wasn't gonna let. Oh no, gonna I was gonna let it slide. I was just gonna like do the math in my head and be like, "Wait a minute." You know, okay. honestly, I just kind of pick right. a number and I just stick with it. <laughs> and who can blame you? Like that's honestly what I do. But that's my prediction: is Grogu will be the link between Snoke and Palpatine, um, and we will get the first inclination of that in the Bad Batch, whether it comes in a later season, maybe not season two. That is my prediction for right now. And I think it's a pretty sane prediction at that. Not too wacky. Yeah. No, I feel like it's I think it's fair. I think and I before this show, I would have I would have considered it more a little a little more out there. But given that it seems like this show is headed in a direction where it's like the Empire did stuff with clones the entire time the Empire existed. You know, like they worked on something. So, uh, it's fairly sane, especially when compared to, uh, Ultron is Hayward. Ultron is the Hayward. Two Wandas, you know. Obviously, I have to throw in some that are distractions and out there, obviously. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, Miles, any last thoughts here? What, what'd you say? Any last thoughts here on the season Uh, or the finale? Not really. I mean, I, you know, enjoyed it. Uh, you know, disappointed Omega's still alive, but <laughs> <laughs> fucking joking. Uh, no, it's, it was good. Uh, you know, it, it, they didn't, they didn't leave us with the massive, you know, cliffhanger, which I, uh, love because I, I was appreciate not, that. Great. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, getting, answers I am not built for a cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm fine with cliffhangers. If it's like going into episodes, if it's like, Oh yeah. But one... end of season, yeah. End of season cliffhangers, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not waiting a year and a half to to get the answer to this cliffhanger. We all waited for Endgame. It makes yeah, it exciting. But like, if, we knew it was a two part movie. If you go into yeah. if you go into a two part movie, you got to expect yeah something not great happening. We were still all very distraught. You oh no, say. yeah, that's that's we were that's for sure. our all initial reactions were. We have to wait now. That's yeah. everyone's reaction. I mean, but it's like it makes it fun. Makes it, it fun. makes it fun. It makes it makes the wait is always sweet because of the payoff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but KBZ, Kyler Barnett, any last thoughts here on the Bad Batch season one or this season finale? Uh, nah, I mean, kind of like Miles said, I really liked the Bad Batch. Um, like I was, I just was in the middle of watching Clone Wars, like really religiously when this show started. So it was kind of like perfect to pick up and start, you know, like catching up when seeing things and just 
that like really helped me I guess grip with the show a little more I was much more mm -hmm. like just into the Clone Wars just in that you know setting so this show really just smacked for me at a unparalleled level but uh I did love the animation you hit it on the head with the score I'm a big audio guy I think the scores and can just do so much to elevate little things um this show you know in the grand scheme of things may not get the love it deserves but like little things like having a great score, having the animation look that good, it gets really easy to suddenly draw people into the Star Wars content, which I think is great. And lastly, I'm just really excited for Visions. Um, I have never really watched anime much, but this does look incredible, and I I'm definitely want to give it a shot. This is going to be the gateway also, by the way. Like, uh, I have a feeling that, like, if you like Star Wars and you haven't really gotten into anime yet and then you watch visions that's going to be the, that's going to be the branch that was come that's going to come over gonna... to the dark side come on come over everybody come, yeah come on I'm me and Kyle I'm not, I'm not too deep in yet I'm not too deep um, in yet but uh, however I am excited for visions and also book of boba I cannot wait to see anything that has to do with any mandalorian type stuff I'm just so ready to see that I'm so ready to see some live-action Star Wars content, too. Not that I'm tired of the animated at all, no. but, man, I was The Mandalorian, I have missed it so much. I keep seeing it pop up as, like, you should watch this on my Disney+, Plus, and it's like, fuck, And man, I've, been, I've been having the same, because I've been going back and listening to our Mandalorian rewatch episodes just to, like, kind of relive what we were feeling as Season 2 was rolling out. Like, I listened to the Season 2 premiere just to, like see where our head was at, where the hell did we think it was going? And it's, it's funny to listen to the things that was like, holy shit. Like we were just like, we were just like talking about it and like, it just kind of plays out that way sometimes or really? other times. Like we're just ridiculous. Uh, us. Yeah. No. Believe it or not. No. Uh, but no, it's different. It's bad different when bitches. it's live action. It, we are, we are the bad batch bitches for yeah, this is uh, the bitches four, uh, but there is something just so different about live action Star Wars, and uh, I, I, I cannot wait for the book of Boba because whenever that rolls around, obviously we'll still be doing this. Uh, I, I am interested to figure out what's next for us here uh, after the Bad Batch. I know we're going to fill this gap before something else. What if? Uh, what if you think you want to do? Has, you want to do what if, what if has turned into a show that I did not think it would be. It's my favorite content out this year. I'm not even like I'm not even like I'm, it's not even close. Like this has my been my most enjoyable content of this year. Did you watch the T'Challa Star Lord episode? Awesome! Oh my god! Like this show is amazing. Like no, yeah, and like it, it just runs with it runs with that what if idea and like to like extreme extents it's like what if this massive thing didn't happen like, like oh i I, mean, I don't want to spoil anything for i know that's why like, i'm trying I to be a little it. subtle i watched that I've, one. Not, I've not watched the t'challa one yet okay Sorry. i mean it's just like uh, certain characters that are in there you'd be like wait a minute what <laughs> wait wait ew, you're gonna no, be like, i can't and yeah. I'm, I'm excited i don't want to say it because i want, I want you to have about, the reaction I think we should talk about what if. I think we should do it in chunks, like three yeah, yeah. episodes. At a time. I'm down like, with that, but I think one, it, two, de three, it deserves four, to be talked about, though. Like this show, oh, is, absolutely, it we'll is. We'll be awesome. doing something. We'll be doing something. I always, I always intended to talk mm. about it, just not scene by scene breakdown the way we do with this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, guys, 
What a joy it was to uh, spend these last three and a half months discussing Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, at the start of this, 16 episodes ago, we had not yet seen an episode of Loki, uh, which is wild to think about. Uh, about 10 episodes into the show, we had not seen the finale. Were we still watching? Wow. Was, uh, was Falcon and the Winter Soldier over yet? Yeah, it had ended like the week prior, yeah. a week or two prior. But uh, but yeah, so we had a little bit of overlap there, and I'm sure it won't be the last time we do. Uh, but it was a joy. Bad Batch Bitches, Season 1, in the books. Wow. The Bitches 4, signing off. I was uh, I was Colton Robertson, and this was the Penny Bloom podcast. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, buddy. That bitch, Joseph. That's me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, can't wait just to get back doing whatever we doing next. Whatever we doing next, we gonna do it. Announcement coming soon. We'll get it straightened out because here's the thing, guys. I would like to still do this weekly. Uh, we'll just figure out what the fuck we'll do mm-hmm. every week. Uh, but I was also joined by Miles. I'm fucking butcherous. Thank you very much, homie. I, you know, once you know, final time for this for this show, or for at least this season of this show. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, happy to be back anytime. Who knows when it'll be? <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping next week, even hoping, uh, hoping next week, even. Uh, however, uh, no matter what, we will be reuniting within the next couple weeks. Miles, your homework assignment uh, is to watch the Suicide Squad. Oh, hey, uh, watch Suicide Squad and uh, Black Widow this week. So don't worry about Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fucking loved the fucking... What's the... Hand. Burn. <laughs> Weasel. 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 Oh. Dude, honestly, might be nobody, the greatest pop culture character. The Weasel could swim. <laughs> And then whenever they're walking through... Dave's like, is this a werewolf next to me? Oh, I'm not cool with a werewolf sitting right next to me. Oh, my God. What is... Oh, man. That weasel. Oh, is that a werewolf? I've always wanted to meet a werewolf. Yeah. I, God, boy. Just, just for that real quick, I told my dad whenever we were watching it, I was like, I'm really happy that they, they, they stopped, like... DC has really tried to go like the serious route with their movies. They just went all the way with the... We're going to make this as fucking ridiculous as possible. And I loved it. <laughs> Maybe we just make that the next thing we do. Maybe. You guys want to declare it? The live commentary of the Suicide Squad is Let's on. declare it. Let's declare it. It has been declared by the Bitches 4. Bard. The Bitches, the bitches 4 do declare <laughs> that the next project will be the Suicide Squad live commentary. We were also joined by KBZ, Kyler Barnett. Thank you very much, homie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. Head to patreon.com slash bloom where you will find over 16 hours of exclusive content and a quick little 15-minute introduction on the beginning of this episode. It's a quick one. It's a fun one. However, if you're not subscribed already, who cares if this one was just 15 minutes? You have 16 other hours to hear. Uh, and I know for a fact most of you are not there. Uh so do it. You're missing out on of bullshit, <laughs> of bullshit and chaos. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, and uh, lastly, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise 
The Bitches Four. Bitches 